Randy Johnson, John Smoltz, and Pedro Martinez. Who should we bang out first? Let's do Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson, bang out the big unit. So, right. what do you want to say about Randy Johnson? The, the, the first trade that kind of made headline news. So, the first trade was, uh, well, the headline. <laughs> so, a while back ago, I remember uh, having a, you know, before. I was a big baseball fan. I used to mm. collect baseball cards. And uh-huh. Randy Johnson was one of those freaks, you know. They call yeah. him the big unit, but he's like mm. six foot ten. But at that time, his numbers were pretty good. They weren't mm-hmm. great. And at some point, I remember getting a rookie card from him during trades with other friends that he played for the Expos, and I had mm-hmm. no idea, you know. Like, yeah. oh, that's the kind of... And I used to like the uniforms, like a red, blue, white, yep. you know. yep. Um, so it was just kind of interesting. So that first trade, he was traded from the Expos to the Mariners mm-hmm. uh, when the Expos, I guess, were getting rid of their top talent or something like that. Right. But yeah, they're, they're making a run, you know. Yeah. yeah. And they need another pitcher. So he went from the Expos uh, with Gene Harris, Brian Holman, to the Seattle Mariners for uh, Mark Langston and a player to be named later who ended up being a reliever, Mike Campbell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was the freak before Tim Lincecum, right? Randy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He was like literally the freak. Yeah. Like, like. It was unusual monster. to see someone that tall um, in Major League Baseball. I yeah. mean, before then, you know, uh, J.R. Richards, who played for Houston, was, you know, the tallest player, or one of the tallest at that point in the late mm-hmm. 70s, early 80s. And, yeah. And so that first trade, that trade, um, it worked out pretty well for Montreal, you know. <laughs> they want Mark Lanson went twelve and nine, two point three nine ERA. I think they were contenders that year. Mm-hmm. They didn't get into the playoffs, I believe. Um, yeah. Was it uh, was it the Mets? I think the Mets got into the uh-huh. Eastern uh, from the East. Um, and then Randy Johnson ended up having a, an amazing career for um, uh, for Seattle, uh, especially during the latter part of his career. He was someone who was had really bad control early on, mm-hmm. and walked a lot of guys, and was I think early on on pace to like kind of maybe even break some. I mean, it's kind of hard to break a uh, walk record. It's like being the all-time minor league, you know, home run leader. It's just it's kind of a bad record to have. Yeah. But if you're walking that many guys, right, at some point you won't be pitching as much. So here's how incredible his uh, his numbers were in terms of walks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know how much he strikes out. He strikes out mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Early in his career, the ratio of strikeouts to walks was about 1.5, which almost, yeah. for every strikeout, he walked the guy. Yep. He's almost like the wild thing before the wild thing. You know, he was like yeah. the wild thing from the movie, uh, you know. Oh, Major League. Major League, yeah. yeah. So, so, so for every three strikeouts, he's walking one guy then. 1. Yeah, 1.5 exactly. to 1. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of, and yeah, he walked. Uh, he's walking two yeah, for every three. Two. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So wow. it's pretty, pretty crazy. And then, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, that was, it was that way for a long time until 1993 when he became a legitimate all-star with like, and he, then it became three strikeouts for every walk, which mm-hmm. that's, that was, that was a turning board where he got some MVP votes, mm-hmm. some Cy Young votes, and then, you know. He ended up winning the Cy Young for the Mariners in 80, in 95. 
And yeah, you know, it's it's reminiscent of a podcast we did, you know, some time back with Bartolo Colon and all they gave up, you know, to Cleveland, Green yeah. Sizemore, Ben Phillips, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, all of that, uh, Cliff Lee, Lee Stevens. So, yeah. and there's another guy involved somewhere. But I do remember that trade happening as a young, uh, you know, kid. I was about sixteen, seventeen at the time, and I remember the trade from the. Um, not so much what the Mariners got back, but what the Angels, I'm sorry, the Expos received. Because mm-hmm. Mark Langston was, you know, a very good pitcher mm-hmm. in, from that time. And he's someone who has won a lot of gold gloves. Mm-hmm. You know me, I like the gold gloves with pitchers. That's why I like Greg Maddox so much and Jim Cott. Mm-hmm. Um, in that era, Mark Langston, I want to say has like 8, 9, 10 gold gloves, or if not more. And... You know, back then, the Mariners sucked. I mean, they were a, a, a pretty new franchise. They came up in 77, I believe, um, when, when the with the Blue Jays. And they did not have too many good players. So Mark Langston was really the first good pitcher I remember them having. They may, may have had others, but he was at the top of the list for me at that time. And, uh, yeah, like you said, the Expos didn't win uh, – after that, and he signed that big deal with the Angels, I believe, yeah. after that. So, that two-headed monster, him and Steve Finley. Oh, that's right. <laughs> or uh, Mike, Chuck Finley. Chuck Finley. Yeah, Chuck yeah, two lefties. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his numbers were great. He did win a couple of gold gloves. He was like, he got, I think he was almost a rookie. He wasn't a rookie, but he mm-hmm. got in second place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, Randy Johnson came on, went on to become the greatest, yeah. top one of the top, Pitchers of all time, I yeah. would argue that you could actually potentially argue that Randy Johnson might be the best pitcher of all time if you really look at his numbers throughout yeah. his career. Uh, three hundred plus, three hundred plus wins. Mm-hmm. You know, four thousand eight hundred strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, Six Cy Youngs or five? Five Cy, five Cy Youngs. Yeah. Let me check that. Out. And I think yeah. four in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, he won four in a row from '99 to 2002 or 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Um, he actually, I'm just looking at the numbers right now. He actually came in second mm. twice in Cy Young, mm. three times, mm-hmm. and third once. And mm. so it's like the guy was just at the top of his game. Um, I, I like those stats, by the way, because there is a stat out there. I mean, stats for everything, but um, I think it's Nolan Ryan and a couple of, of other starting pitchers who they talk about all the no hitters they had. Mm-hmm. And then after that, all the one hitters they had, and oh, it's yeah. a large number as well. So I, I like that's I like that um, that you pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, his I mean the guy was and he basically had an amazing career during a steroids era. Yep. Which is kind of an interesting thing because mm-hmm. we just kind of recently read an article or mm-hmm. somebody pointed out that he was interviewed and they asked him, "Did you ever take any PEDs?" Mm-hmm. And he basically kind of gave an answer. I, said, I don't know. I may have taken it. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And and he got into the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't think pitchers are getting advantage through PDs, but right. your leg is the biggest thing, your, your legs. And so if you take oh. stairs, you can get – that's where you can gain most muscle in your legs area. Yeah. And also, I mean, one of the things about PEDs, it doesn't seem – it still doesn't seem like it's talked about enough, mm-hmm. is that it helps you heal from injuries faster. Yeah. And, you know, if you're, like, playing 28, 29 games per uh, month, not as a pitcher, of course, but as an everyday player, 
you can't underestimate that benefit where you don't have much time to heal or to, mm-hmm. to rest. And especially in the last 20 years, it seems like the money thing, not only in baseball, but everywhere has gone through the roof. So you have more uh, fans who become uh, impatient a lot quicker and mm-hmm. you may feel pressured and mega contracts, you know, come, yeah. but so, but yeah, pitchers, I mean, Roger Clemens gets talked about, but he's really it. Not too many others. Um, as yeah. far as superstars. Yeah. But I mean, PED aside, I would argue, I mean, I can't imagine who is a better pitcher. Like, yeah. Babe Ruth or, or Cy Young might have been a... Well, typically, when you talk about all-time greatest pitchers, if you break them into left-handed and right-handed, you know, on the left side, you usually think of Sandy Koufax, um, Steve Carlton, Randy Johnson... You know, at the top of that list, and I know I'm forgetting one other guy right now, but you know, there's about four lefties you put in that same group as far as all-time greats. So, yeah. Yeah. Or you, yeah. So that's interesting. So I guess the next guy we're going to yeah. talk about is. Yeah. I, I usually I'm actually uh-huh. used to saying a next next guy or gal, but in the major <laughs> leagues they haven't really broken the Not gender yet. barrier. Not yet. Uh, last time I'm talking about is uh, John Smoltz. Yeah. So he was really part of one particular mm-hmm. trade. Yep. Uh, John Smalls for Doyle Alexander. You want to talk about it? Yeah. So it was it 88 or 87, 88, where yeah. the, the Tigers were in contention. You know, Atlanta was, again, like near the end of that re, that reconstruction mode. And it's one of those, you know, deadline deals. Like, the exception is Doyle Alexander ended up playing a lot more with uh, Detroit after that. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so Atlanta's traded Doyle Alexander to Detroit for John Smoltz, who was kind of an unknown guy. I think he was from Detroit, wasn't he? Or from from Michigan somewhere. I think so. I think his favorite team was, like, the Tigers. I think so. Mm-hmm. So a hometown kid and traded to Atlanta. And, you know, Doyle Alexander was at 9-0 in that season with the or half season with, with Detroit, but... Mm-hmm. They, you know, our kind of thing we talk about with, you know, trades, you know, if you win it all, you know, what does it look like versus if you don't win it all. And, yeah. you know, being that the theme of this, you know, podcast is, you know, John Smoltz made the Hall of Fame this year. Um, and, you know, Atlanta did win one World Series with John Smoltz on the team. John Smoltz won two Cy Young Awards. He had a great starting career. He had a great um, short uh, relief closing career. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the all-time greatest postseason pitchers, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I guess uh, I guess the theme of this is Hall of Fame, and yeah. who gets the better at the end of the uh-huh. trade. And in this one, it's you get a guy who played like, three years for a player for yeah. a team that didn't win what says and you get a Hall of Famer who won a World Series right. improved your brand I mean don't forget about that the Atlanta mm-hmm. Braves still benefit from the fact that people think mm-hmm. they associate them with like the big three you know right. Smoltz, Maddox and Glavin they always mm-hmm. think about oh Atlanta always has a great pitching mm-hmm. staff and they do but at the same time like that brand really helped grow their fan base and, mm-hmm. and Smoltz was their first all-star like their turning point was right in the late late 80s early 90s he was there and you know he is a big part of that memorable game seven against the minnesota twins too Mm -hmm. where he he and jack morris dueled it and uh yeah you know john smoltz um see my only i can only say one negative thing about greg maddox Mm -hmm. not the greatest postseason pitcher 
And Tom Glavin, not the biggest game, you know, big game pitcher either. But, you know, John Smoltz, that was something that you could pretty much bank on is he doing well. And if you're Atlanta and you're winning all these divisions, I don't know. If they had other kind of two other John Smoltz um, types in the postseason, it, we're probably talking about more than World's, one World Series championship during that run. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing about uh, that World Series, the Twins, was it was that World Series between the Twins and the Braves mm-hmm. is my favorite World Series of all time. Even mm-hmm. being a Giants fan and having like these amazing World Series, yeah. you know, yeah. runs for us, yeah, that I will always go back to that World Series. And and the funny thing is, I was actually rooting for the Braves because I didn't uh. like Jack Morris. <laughs> I didn't like the Twins because they're competitors to the A's at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time, I cared about, you know, local yeah. teams, you know. Yeah. They were in the AL West back then, right? Yeah, they were yeah. in the AL West. Yeah. I just was not a big fan of it. And, you know, for some reason, I didn't like Kirby Puckett, even though he was uh, beloved. Yeah. I think it just, again, he was a competitor to the West team or to the A's. Mm-hmm. And um, that was such an amazing game. Like, mm-hmm. All the home teams won. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It was an amazing series, and mm-hmm. Smoltz was just like... Mm-hmm. That guy was—he was amazing. He went toe to toe with Jack uh, with uh, Jack Morris, and um, yeah. who is another guy who wants to get in the Hall of Fame, which I don't personally yeah. think he needs to. Uh, I don't think he deserves to. But, mm-hmm. but getting back to that, do you think John Smoltz? This is going to be a—I know one of our listeners, <laughs> BC. Just give a shout out to one of our listeners. Hey, BC. How's it going, BC? <laughs> uh, he's a big Atlanta Braves fan, and uh, yeah. But I did want to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Do you think? that Smoltz is deserving of a Hall of Fame. I'll tell you my opinion. This is my argument. I think there are four pitchers who are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in the previous episode we did, I forgot the name of one of them. So, I, But I think John Smoltz is in the same category as uh, Kurt Schilling, Jack Morris, and Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit, I may take off only because of the PED he admitted to using, and I don't know if it matters if he's left-handed, but all excellent starting um, pitching numbers, very good to excellent postseason, and I, I mean, I'm based on what I've seen, those four pitchers are very similar in so many ways. So my answer to your question, Amir, is, well, they either all go in, go in or none of them do. Mm-hmm. And I'm more of the, of the thought that none of them deserve to go in. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, BC. <laughs> we still love you, though. Yeah. We, we got to police them, but... our podcast. Yeah. Oh, BC is going to crucify me in the email. Here, so. Um, so I'm, I will veer toward the same way. as like mm-hmm. I looked at so. Before the podcast, just for fun, you and I were looking at the numbers for Doyle yeah. Alexander, who yeah. was traded yeah. for Smoltz. The funny thing is, like, Doyle Alexander only has 20 less wins, and his mm-hmm. ERA is about 3.7, and mm-hmm. Smoltz is 3.3. And the funny thing is, like, on one hand, Smoltz is, like, upper echelon, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, or at least mm-hmm. he's deemed that. And Doyle Alexander is, like, a guy who nobody really remembers. We right. have to look him up. Yeah. So... With that sense, I don't, I don't feel like Smoltz is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. but um, I could see the other point of like the new, you know, sabermetrics mm-hmm. looking at like with respect to other pitchers. Mm-hmm. And another thing with, that you actually alluded to with Smoltz is that his playoff run. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. he pretty much played in every most of his career. Mm-hmm. He pretty much was involved in. Well, I don't know about most, but a mm-hmm. large portion of his career, he pitched in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which none of it counts, you know. Right. And in fact, I, I want to take a look at that one and see mm-hmm. like he must have played a bunch of other seasons if you just count his playoff pitching performance. And right. Yeah, I mean, he had he pitched. Yeah, essentially, he pitched the. Uh, a whole season, 209 innings in the mm-hmm. playoffs, and he won 15 games and mm-hmm. had a 2.67 ERA in all the playoff action that he had. And so mm-hmm. you kind of, I think that's part of it that mm-hmm. people counted that as in like, well, this guy was a great playoff pitcher. Mm-hmm. This guy pitched a whole additional season. And so if you count that, right. uh, and he was very successful in it, and he was part of a great team, mm-hmm. which I could see him getting. I mean, to me, like a Hall of Famer is a guy who gets 300 wins, mm-hmm. like, you know, 3,000 plus strikeouts, mm-hmm. um, you know, is just, was like a Nolan Ryan type of a guy. Right. Um, and yeah, even like going into this year, I even think like Vigio didn't deserve to go to the mm-hmm. ball, even though he had 3,000 hits, which is the barometer, but like right. he was in an era where the ball was juiced or people would juice. I'm not saying yeah. he was juiced, but I don't know. I mean, it's... It's so funny, in talking to you, I was pretty sure he didn't deserve it, but now when I talk through it, I'm all like, I could see the other point, because right. he played in the era of mm-hmm. juiced balls, so everybody mm-hmm. was doing steroids, and assuming John Smoltz didn't do steroids, which mm-hmm. I don't think he did, then he was deserving, because his ERA was very low, he won a bunch of games. Another argument um, that I would put out there is, uh, I don't know what to call it, I, maybe the, the Derek Jeter argue, argument, which is... If Derek Jeter played for the Kansas City Royals, would he be as good or looked at as good or believed to be as good? Not saying he's not great, he was, but as at that level, I think the answer is no. Mm-hmm. My thing is, if John Smoltz did not play with Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin, just in the, the starting rotation, mm-hmm. would he be a Hall of Famer? And I think the answer is no. I think there's something about in this day and age where people like to group things. People like to give things nicknames and initials and all this stuff. I don't know what that's about, but you rarely hear um, talk about the the great Atlanta teams without Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. It's not one or the other. Or all, it's usually all three bundled up. Like a, like like they were the the team. They were the, the entire staff. And, you know, along those same lines, Amir, if, you know, Glavin or Maddox weren't Hall of Famers or not currently Hall of Famers, I don't think Smoltz is in, at least not now. Not not first ballot. Either. Yeah. I think that's probably where, I think it's probably not a first ballot. Not that it really yeah. doesn't matter, but. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, by the way. I'm just saying I think it's human nature to kind of, like, be nudged, even if you're. Well, I don't know if, you could, if it's human nature you're not aware of, but it's hard not to ignore that. Mm-hmm. And I can see all these um, guys uh, um, who voted for Smoltz to get in, these baseball writers. How can they not think of Glavin and Maddox when they're thinking about Smoltz? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they pitched together, but they're thinking of Glavin and Maddox when... Is Smoltz a Hall of Famer or is he not mm-hmm. Hall of Famer? And I think that's not that's. How could they not think of Steve Avery? 
Yeah, yeah, or Ken Merker. <laughs> Ken Merker. Yeah, or uh, Denny Nagel, you know? I mean, geez, or a young Jason Schmidt. That's right. Or even go back and Doyle Alexander. Doyle Alexander, yeah. Young, yeah. Young, beautiful Doyle Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is, like, there is a, it's an interesting dialogue about that. It's kind of a, a tough thing. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, but... Is he more deserving than Kurt Schilling, who's not, or Jack Morris, who's not, or Andy Pettit, who I think is borderline, but the Derek Jeter thing again because he's he's mostly a New York Yankee. Yeah, I would say Pettit definitely. I mean, obviously he'll never get in, but yeah. his PEDs will take him out. Jack mm-hmm. Morris, um, Kurt Schilling, and uh, Smoltz is. I would think that again he's still on a borderline for me. Yeah, but I would think he's more deserving than Schilling just because his numbers are better. Right. And then I think he'd probably be better than uh, uh, Jack Morris because he just was in the playoffs a lot more. He pitched the whole new, like an additional season if you count the playoffs, which is a lot more pressure folk. Although Jack Morris did play with three different teams in the World Series. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting argument. And I mean, I hate to throw this card out there. It's a baseball card of a different kind, but... John Smoltz works for ESPN too, and who knows if that, but also, but Kurt Schilling did for a while, and he didn't make yeah. it in. But look, Glavin, Smoltz, uh, you know, Glavin, Maddox, Smoltz, you know, Kurt Schilling, and okay, you know, uh, Green, you know, the Phillies, Randy Johnson, who we just spoke of, Pedro Martinez later on. You know, if, you know, Jack Morris and, you know, Dan yeah. Petrie, Dole, Dole Alexander, when they didn't win anything, but, you know, yeah. the Minnesota and Toronto and yeah. Andy Pettit, maybe Mike Messina, a little bit of Clemens, but, you know, what people think of him. So that that argument really isn't there, like with grouping yeah. the guy or that, yeah. Another thing that goes with John Smoltz, one of the things that I, that's great about John Smoltz, he's mm. actually a good personality. Like, yeah. He out there, nobody has to say, oh, John Smoltz is a jerk, or like, he yeah. didn't, he's not somebody who puts his foot in his mouth, mm-hmm. doesn't talk crap about people, yeah. whereas in Schilling is a guy that, you know, yeah. does that, and Jack Morris actually recently, so I think yeah. a lot of the PR thing, but mm-hmm. you know what, he was an awesome player, yeah. you know, people voted, and he, did, he deserved, deserved it. Another member of the 2015 Baseball Hall of Fame, which is coming up in the summer, um, who was involved in a couple of big trades was Pedro Martinez, former uh, Los Angeles Dodger. Oh, that seems so long ago. Yeah. So um, I remember Pedro Martinez coming up with the Dodgers, and he pitched with his brother, Ramon Martinez, who, you know, a friend of my dad's invested in about 100 um, Ramon Martinez rookie cards, and uh, he picked the wrong Martinez, you know. So, so did the Dodgers. <laughs> So who was that brilliant second baseman, stolen base, you know, king? Well, he was the king, but he stole a lot of bases, right? 400-something. Delino DeShields. That was a straight-up trade, right? Yeah. I remember I was at a Safeway grocery store when I heard that on my little transistor radio with the head, the earpiece. Mm -hmm. And I immediately called my dad to let him know. And he was the only guy that agreed with me at that time. Mm -hmm. So I talked to someone else, too, before that call, that, what are the Dodgers doing? Mm. And I think there was a little bit of unknown at that time, like Roberto Alomar going from San Diego to Toronto, a little bit of unknown Mm. for the most part, but, yeah. Do you remember 
much about that trade going down. I actually remember this trade because I remember I was one of the people who was really uh, Ramon Martinez fan. Not a fan, but I, I was a lot hundred of rookie cards. Well, no, I didn't. <laughs> if I could afford it, I'd probably buy yeah. it. But the thing about Ramon Martinez, which I he did so well against the Giants. I remember yeah. that guy, and I remember his yeah. brother coming up, who had the great numbers. You know, yeah. yeah. But in, in a short stint, so I was thinking. At the time, I remember the trade. I remember the line of the Shields mm-hmm. uh, was a really good player. Mm-hmm. And in fact, looking back on the stats, I think I had a better. I thought of him as a better player than mm-hmm. if you look at his stats. Right. I thought he was like the super greatest, you know, second yeah. baseman. He was actually an all star. So, no. I want to say, you know, what was it around ninety two, ninety three? I could have been maybe like fourteen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that this was a bad trade for. Montreal. So uh, I actually do remember this. Uh-huh. I was all like, wow, the line of the shield. Mm-hmm. I would love him on that. Well, Giants had a Robbie Thompson, but yeah. my thinking back then as a child, and mm-hmm. you know, my brain hasn't grown, I'm still a child. <laughs> I uh, My thinking was like, you never trade a position player for a pitcher. Yeah. Um, because they play 162 games potentially, and a pitcher is every five days. Of course, nowadays you see that the pitchers are getting most of the money, and pitching is it. Right. Um, By the way, was Pedro Martinez a relief pitcher? He was a relief pitcher his first season or two with the Dodgers, I believe, and yeah, then they he, converted him in Montreal. He was a tweener; like he both mm-hmm. started and was a reliever. Okay. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, I mean, I think towards the end he ended up starting. I mean, he pitched really well. I mean, mm-hmm. He had like a two point sixty five ERA. Yeah. yeah. Overall, uh, like ten and five. I'm trying to look up his number. He started a couple of games, actually. You know mm-hmm. what? You're right. So mm-hmm. he played 65 games. He started two games mm-hmm. before he was traded. So he was really a relief pitcher. But he pitched, like, a lot of innings. He was, like, one mm-hmm. of those guys that, like, would pitch a lot, like a middle reliever. It's kind of a little bit reminiscent of when the Giants acquired Billy Swift from Seattle. He was yeah. a, a reliever, yeah. and they were they had the intentions of, Converting him, we're going to do a podcast coming up on Kevin Mitchell. We'll talk more about that, but I can see the Expos front office having that kind of vision too for Pedro Martinez. And mm-hmm. offhand, I don't remember the, the Dodgers' starting rotation at the time if they could have been have room or not. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and um, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one of the reasons the Dodgers traded him. Yeah, it's because um, you look at people who are smaller size pitchers. Yeah, like. We've talked about before, uh, mm-hmm. Tim Lincecum, yeah. um, you know, Pedro Martinez, mm-hmm. Bill Swift at the time. One yeah. of the reasons Bill Swift was traded is not that he wasn't good. It was just like he'd break down because he's smaller. Yeah. Same thing with Lincecum, what we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people thought that Pedro Martinez was going to break down. And a lot of people were kind of right and kind of wrong. They were right yeah. in the sense that Pedro Martinez didn't have his – he did get injured a lot. Mm-hmm. But they were wrong in the sense that the guy is in the hall. Right. Um, you, you mentioned the great season he had, right? Uh, in, in, in passing off air about one, maybe one of the greatest seasons a starting mm-hmm. pitcher ever had, at least in recent memory. Yeah, I read somewhere that someone said that like 1999 and 2000 is the greatest season of any pitcher ever. Mm-hmm. And by sabermetrics, so just looking it up, mm-hmm. this is during the juice ball era where right. all the players, and I don't think Pedro Martinez juiced. Right. I'm actually... I would say he probably did. Other than activator, curl activator, but not yeah, like yeah, the yeah. other kind, the like Kunseiko kind. Yeah, that's a compliment, by the way. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. Um 
he um he had a two point oh seven ERA in ninety nine and a one point seven four ERA when everybody mm. else is if you get somebody with a four point oh ERA they could become an all star and get yeah. a hundred million dollars. Very zero, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. and then so his ERA plus, if you look mm-hmm. at the stats, usually if an ERA plus is a hundred, mm-hmm. that's like an average pitcher. Uh-huh. And most all stars have like around a hundred and forty, hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. That's like an all star. Mm-hmm. Pedro Martinez ERA plus in, nine, in the year two thousand was two hundred ninety one, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means he's three times as good as an average pitcher mm-hmm. and twice as good as an all star pitcher. Wow! So, and you know he won three Cy Youngs. Another he came in second place twice, mm-hmm. uh, third place once. Uh, he was voted. He got a bunch of MVPs. I mean, this guy, yeah. he was awesome. I mean, he's he a was. great pitcher. He ended up. Doing really well for Montreal, doing even better for Boston, getting him, mm-hmm. helping him to their first World Series after yeah. uh, after the Babe Ruth trade and the, <laughs> uh, you know after they buried that piano in the <laughs> in the river or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, he even had a pretty good career with the Mets, all, Mets although he was injured often. And, yeah, and ended up with the Phillies, right? A little yeah. little stint there and. Yeah, but you know that's. I'm glad you mentioned the Red Sox because the Red Sox acquired him from uh, Montreal in another yeah. uh, big trade, um, and you know, Carl uh, Pavano came to Montreal yeah. with a player to be named later, right? Which was Tony Armas, yeah, Junior. Yeah, Tony Armas Junior, whose uh, brother, uh, father Tony Armas Senior, played right field, right for the Oakland A's. Um. Yeah, so... And that was a good trade for, obviously, Red Sox, right? Yeah, yeah. Pavano, uh, not a big game pitcher. Uh, sorry, Carl Pavano, if you're listening. <laughs> but the guy, uh, as one of the guys who got a lot of money on, from big teams, he ended up not pitching very well, but... Um, yep. Yankees fans remember him, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Pedro just went on and had amazing years and won the World Series. and So... It's it's funny because, you know, that argument, like, anti-Tim Lincecum, like, drafting him where he was. Yeah. Think of Pedro Martinez. <laughs> He's had a great career, and and he was not a big guy, and he was injured a lot. But some of those individual seasons, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's seeing him and Maddox and Randy Johnson – Pitching in that era, mm-hmm. that was some really great pitching. Mm-hmm. When a lot of the focus, it's, a lot of focus on, you know, the juicing and all that, but and also also the home runs as a result. But mm-hmm. it's something to kind of look back on and have some appreciation for it. You know. Yeah, I mean, these three are that you just named are like the greatest pitches of our generation. Yeah. That we've been 